0: Good morning, family. For those of you who may have missed last week, that, that last song that, that we just sung, um, Brendan wrote that song, and he wrote that song, God Inspired, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he wrote that, God, uh, that song, God Inspired, as we've been um, preparing for, for sort of releasing and starting to speak into the vision that God's given us here at Humage for this new season. And so, uh, really exciting, really exciting. It's last week. Um, we started talking about that vision that God's given us. And we talked about that the the vision moving forward is reflected beautifully by the scripture that sort of now sits above the doors to the auditorium. So as we walk in each Sunday, as we come through the week and we see that passage of scripture, it it reflects directly on the vision that God's given us. And it says this, it says this in Psalm 37 verse 23. The steps of the God-pursuing ones follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. And God delights in every step they take to follow him. I love that passage because it's talking about action. I love that passage because it's talking about Jesus first. I love that passage because it's talking about us taking steps to follow him. That it's not, it's not sort of we're off wondering what we should be doing. But God's saying, when you follow me, there's purpose to your steps. And that they follow firmly in the footsteps of the Lord. And, and that passage of scripture really encapsulates the vision that God's given us, the calling that God's given us in this new season, that we're to be in passionate pursuit of Jesus, that he wants us to go after him, to have a a burden for him that's beyond every other burden that we would have in our lives, a passion for him that goes beyond any other passion, any other interest. And it's okay to have other interests, but the one that drives us is that passionate pursuit we have in Jesus Christ. Jen mentioned that just this week, we've had some of our, all of our life groups that, that have been running this week, starting on the, on the, um, the, the series, the life group uh, study series that Jen and her team have put together. And it's just been fantastic. And I appreciate the feedback already that we're getting, the conversations and the, the comments and the ideas and, and the discussions that are coming out of those, those life groups. And I would add to what Jen was saying, that if you're not in a life group, it's a great time to get connected into the life of a life group. Um, or you may want to grab one of those books and, and do it as a personal devotion study as well. highly recommend that you do that. Today what we 're going to do is we 're going to start to look at what does it mean to outwork that vision of being in passionate pursuit of jesus it 's a great phrase. What, is it, what does it mean? what 's the essence of what it means? Now, we believe that every church, every Christian has the mandate, <clears throat> excuse me, to go out into the world and make disciples. that 's a, that's a mandate that God gives God gives all of us, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So taking the unique thumbprint that we've discussed last week, that unique thumbprint for humorage that says that we're to be in passionate pursuit of Him, and outworking that with God's mandate to take the light of Christ into the world. And I, and I loved uh, Paul's commun- leading us in communion this morning. What a beautiful reflection where you look at the moon and recognize it's all about the reflection of the sun and the calling on us to reflect Him. It ties so beautifully into where we're going today. You know, our task as a church community is to be reaching and equipping and encouraging and releasing people to be in passionate pursuit of Jesus. We have a role as a community to equip, to inspire, to encourage, to build, to release. And this morning, with Brad and Amanda you know, have been a, a, such an important part of the life of this church. But our role is not just about Hume Ridge and developing Hume Ridge, but developing the kingdom. And what a beautiful opportunity for us to be able to pray over Brad and Amanda and then send them out. They're still going to be part of this church community. They still want to be part of things and still stay connected. But Brad has a calling on his life. And he's stepping into that calling with the knowledge and the understanding that we, as his church family here, are commissioning him out. But not to say, see you later and we hope we might see you sometime. But to walk with and encourage and equip. And I've already said to Brad that I want to meet with him regularly and find out how he's doing and and encourage him and, and, and resource him as he steps into this new role. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about what it means and how do we go about living this passionate pursuit of Jesus. And so we're going to talk about another phrase. We talked about the unique thumbprint of Hume Ridge is to be in passionate pursuit of Jesus. But last week, I started to talk about the fact that also there's a mandate on all Christian churches. And what we've done as a board of elders and as a ministry team is put that into a phrase, put that into a sentence to help us to work through that. And here it is. Together, we know, grow, show and share the grace and truth of Jesus. Let me say that again. The calling on all Christian churches, all churches that follow Jesus, we believe. And so therefore, we are going to embrace the fact that together, we know, grow, show and share the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. This morning, we're going to start to unpack that. So you're probably wondering, what do those words mean? And over the next few weeks, we're going, to, we're going to actually take that sentence and unpack it word for word and come behind it biblically and say, well, what does that mean for me? And what does that mean for we, for us as a community? And we're going to talk a lot about we and me. It's interesting, we'll find out a little bit later on in, in today's message that when, when Jesus spoke, when Jesus taught, and when the disciples taught, when they were teaching, they were teaching sometimes to the person, to the moment, but it had wider implications on the community of faith. And there are other moments when, when Paul wrote to the church, the wider church in Rome or Philippi. He was to, speaking to the church, but the implications were there for the individual. I love the way that Jesus and his disciples allowed this to happen. So, together we know, grow, show and share the grace and truth of Jesus. What does no mean? Let me just preface some things before over the next few weeks we unpack it in detail so when we know the grace and truth of jesus some of us think well that's that's great that's information it's reading the bible yet yeah, that that's part of it absolutely but knowing is more than just knowledge knowing is revelation and when we hear the word know i want us to understand what that means is to have the revelation of the word of god and the revelation of the spirit of god together living in us, through us, and out of us, individually and as a church. God wants us to, to, to receive and to have an understanding of the revelation of the things of Him. It's not just head knowledge. It's not just information. It's knowing the Word and the Spirit together. It's a new experience. Revelation is a new experience. And so what we'll be doing is talking about what does it mean for you and I to have a new experience of the things of the Scriptures and the things of God in every moment of every day. In a new day... How do we unpack the Scriptures in ways that it's fresh and new? How do we we receive and hear from the Holy Spirit that lives in us in a new way? Individually, personally, and as a church, as a family, as a church community. I mean, you, but I get excited with that. I I, I get excited about that because for me, I don't want to live a a ho-hum existence. I don't want to live a groundhog day existence as a Christian. Is there anyone else with me there? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to live a day where every day, you know, it's not like... I wake up in the morning, oh, good God, it's morning. I want to wake up and say, good morning, God. And I, I'm ready to step into the new day. I'm ready to step into whatever it is that has, I'm ready to receive whatever it is you have for me and you want to do through me. And I'm ready to learn more about you with your revelation by your Holy Spirit in me. A deep understanding, a new experience. That's the no. The grow of together we know, grow, show and share the grace and truth of Jesus. In two weeks time, we're going to look at what does it mean to grow in the grace and truth of Jesus. And this grow word is an intentional word. It's not, well, it'll just happen. The the longer I'm a Christian, the more I'll grow. The more I hang around the church, the more I'll grow. The more I go to a life, the more I... No, this is this intentional moment where we say, "I, I intend to grow as a person. We intend as a church, Hume Ridge, to grow in the grace and truth of Jesus. It's his stepping into this intentionality. You get the stepping thing? Think of that scripture in Psalms. We step into following Jesus. We're learning about what the grace and truth of Jesus looks like in action. Growing is sanctification. It's the change that God wants to bring in us. That's what growth is. Growing is maturity. Growing is discipleship. I'm going to use some words this morning, some church words that are important for us to understand. It's growing is discipleship. It's equipping. It's building up. When Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus, he talked about building up the body of Christ. This is what this growing is for us, for you and I. It's going deeper with God and going deeper with others. That's what growing is. Together we know, grow. Together we show. Show is serving. Show is the ministry aspect of this. We show the grace and truth of Jesus by our service, by our ministry. It's the grace and truth of Jesus in action, in our deeds. It's discovering and living out God's calling. When we show the grace and truth of Jesus in actions, it's, it's us knowing what our gifts are. Knowing what those spiritual gifts are, those, those gifts that God gave us when we asked Him into our life and the Holy Spirit came and brought spiritual gifts. It's knowing what they are and it's living them out. It's knowing what those things are that we get passionate about, that we're burdened for, and, and going after those for God. It's recognizing that each and every one of us was made unique in the image of God. And each and every one of us has a purpose Showing is is understanding that passage in Ephesians chapter two that says we're God's handiwork, we're His masterpiece. Another phrase says created for a purpose. It's knowing that, but the showing is living it out. And so, in a church like Hume Ridge, we get this awesome opportunity to show the grace and truth of Jesus through the way we live our lives. As Paul put so beautifully, it's being able to reflect the sun through our lives. By showing. Together we know, grow, show and share the grace and truth of Jesus. Sharing the grace and truth of Jesus is reaching out. Sharing the grace and truth of Jesus is not about me. It's about there. It's about out in the world. Sharing the grace and truth of Jesus talks about evangelism. It talks about a life of sharing. It talks about sharing the love of Jesus with words and with actions. Sharing the grace and truth of Jesus is the mandate on every one of us individually. But it's a mandate on us as a church. God wants us to be a church that's been used by him to reach the lost. Our eyes need to continually be looking for opportunities where we can reach, we can share the grace and truth of Jesus. And then the last part of that sentence is simply the grace and truth of Jesus Christ. And you'll remember that the first series that we ran here, we talked about the importance of the grace and truth of Jesus together. The fullness of Jesus. I want to capture this when we read this phrase. When we talk about the grace and truth of Jesus, we're talking about the fullness of Jesus Christ. It's not picking and choosing. It's not saying, I'll take that part, but not that part. It's the fullness and the completeness. It's not picking parts of the gospel message out. The work for me that's easy for me, that's not as challenging for me. When Jesus says, follow me, he isn't saying, follow me when it suits. The grace and truth in Jesus isn't saying, follow me until it gets a bit hard. The grace and truth in Jesus together isn't saying, follow me until until things change a little bit and things get a little bit uncomfortable. The grace and truth of Jesus isn't saying, follow me as long as you're okay with it. The grace and truth of Jesus says, Jesus came that you and I would experience and live in the fullness and the completeness of the Father, in his completed work. You know, see, when Jesus died on the cross and rose again, his work was completed for you and I, wasn't it? And then he says, will you, will you live in that, in that freedom? Will you live in the grace and truth that I bring? Will you put me first and watch what I can do in you and watch what I can do through you? And watch what Jesus will do through us as a family, as a community of faith. So he wants us to live in and embrace that completed work of the grace and truth of Jesus. So there's a summary of the, of, of the next four weeks and, and our team are going to be unpacking week by week exactly what that looks like for you and for me personally, individually, but also what it looks like for us as a church community, as we move forward into this vision and the future that God's calling us to. <clears throat> but you probably noticed that I missed some part of that. Did you notice that I missed a part of that unpacking a part of that 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 phrase? Together we. Together we. So this morning, I want us to have a look at what does it mean, together we. Let's just pray. Father, as we look at this first part of this statement, this important statement for us moving forward, I pray that our hearts would be open. I pray that every one of us in this room would hear the still small voice of your Holy Spirit ministering to us. And Father, I pray that you would use me as a conduit for your glory. Not my words, not my thoughts, but your truth. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles with you, I want you to open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. While you're doing that, together we, the word together, it conjures up in my mind some, some other words. Together talks about fellowship. Talks about community. Talks about gathering. We gather together we. It talks about the one and others. The one and others of the scriptures. Or the all togethers. If you read the scriptures, there's so many times that Jesus and his disciples talks about the all together. Or the one another. It talks about the body. You think about Jesus. Jesus did this together we so well. Particularly in his three years of ministry. He ate. He slept. He talked. He laughed with the twelve. He did life with the twelve. And then you think about the disciples. When Jesus ascended to be with the Father. The disciples were sent out together. They fellowship together. They embrace community together. As we unpack this, this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I was so blessed this week. I popped down on Thursday night to, uh, to see Stumpy's. Stumpy's was on, and I hadn't been down to Stumpy's for a while. And there's Stumpy's, for those of you who maybe knew are our primary school age program through the week. And there are primary school kids running everywhere in the church. It's amazing. I mean, Ross and Matt and the team do an amazing job with these kids they having fun with them, teaching them things of Scripture. In anyway, a I arrived about halfway through and, um, and I'd heard that apparently in the, in the study that they did just prior, Alicia Worshing spoke out of this Scripture. And I think, God, you're amazing. The same week that we're going to be unpacking as a church on the Sunday, we're teaching it into our primary school age kids. You see, the Holy Spirit's moving. Holy Spirit's prompting and leading and guiding our leaders and our people. He's up to something, church. The Spirit of God's up to something. And he's, he's seeking us to go, are you ready to step into the things? God's saying, are you ready to step into the things I've got for you? Are You ready to read First Corinthians chapter 12? Yes, good. I'm going to read the New Living Translation. Paul says this as he talks about this concept of together we. He says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ, the church. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, some of us are free. But we have all been baptised into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I'm not a part that part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear says... Well, I'm not part of the body because I'm not an eye. Would that make it less part of the body? If the whole body were an ear, an eye, how would you hear? If the whole body were an ear, how would you smell something? But our bodies have many parts. And God has put each part just where he wants it. If you're into underlining your Bible or highlighting in your version Bible, highlight that part. God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Many parts, one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. If you're feeling weak and unimportant this morning, receive that word the most necessary for the body. And the parts we regard as less honourable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honourable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together in such, as such that extra honour and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among the members. This makes for unity. This makes for connectedness. So that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer. And if one part is honoured, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. All the parts. Humridge Ridge Church. All the parts. Kingdom of God. Big C Church. Christian Church. And each of us. Each of us, you, are an important part. In fact, not just each of you are a part of it. The Living Translation says this. All of, you, all, all of you together are the one body of Christ and each of you is a separate and necessary part of it. Turn to the person on your left and tell them you are a separate and necessary part of the kingdom of God. Awesome. Awesome. Now, the Passion Translation says this. Each of you is a unique and vital part of it. Turn to the person who didn't talk to him and say, you are a unique and vital part of the kingdom of God. You see, see, church, together we, together we, together we, isn't talking just about being. What do you mean, Mary? Together we doesn't mean just being. Together we means belonging. When we say together we, it's not just being. It's not just, oh, well, yep, yep. I'm part of this church. I'm here. I, I, I'm part of it. I'm here. I be. I'm, I'm, I'm it's belonging. The together we part is this connectedness that God is calling us to be a part of. It's a deep connection. Belonging is a true and deep connection. It's a place, belonging, not being, is a place where we have a role and we have a responsibility, just like an arm has for the body, just like an eye has for the body. Paul writes, we each have a role and a responsibility as followers of Jesus. Now, I want to to come back to what I said earlier on about, I love the way the apostles write. Paul writes this to the individual, but he's not. He's writing to the church in Corinth. So the church in Corinth are reading this as a, church, as a letter to the church. So he's not only writing it to the individuals, he's writing it to the corporate church. And he says, you church, he says, you humerage are a separate and necessary part of the wider kingdom of God. See, so we're really quick to go, well, what does this mean for me? Which is beautiful because that's the way we should read it. But we also should read it as we, me and we. So he says, humerage, if you're not being the arm that I'm calling you to be, If you're not being the I that I'm calling you to be in the wider kingdom of God, then the kingdom of God is missing out. And so what happens is we have to discover who we're called to be. Personally, individually, how do we belong. But how do we belong as a church community as well? It's so important to understand both of that together. We're a separate and necessary and a unique and vital part of the kingdom of God. You and I and we as a church community. It's not just being together that's when we step into a place of belonging together. It's connecting together. It's head to head. You'll see last week we talked about as a, as a, as a board and as a ministry team, we should shoulder, stood shoulder to shoulder. And we said for those of you who, who have heard the vision and received the vision and want to receive the vision and, and feel like this is right and there was no pressure and no manipulation, but if you felt that way, stand shoulder to shoulder. The reason we did that was because it's not just, yeah, I'm in, but I'm in together. Together we. Together we. And unfortunately, I think there are, there are many churches throughout the world who are a bunch of people coming together and they're being together. But that element of belonging together is what God is drawing us to be. Belonging together is when we use our gifts and passions to serve God and to serve each other. Belonging together is when we see a need in someone's life and we step into it because we know that I might be the eye, and right now that person needs an eye. I might be an ear, and that person needs an ear. I might be a hand, and that person needs support. It's when we commit to the things that advance the kingdom of God together. It's when we sacrifice to God and each other with another core value of those, with humble generosity, where we say, you know what? I'm committing together with generosity to serve God and people. People talk about tithing and why tithing and offerings are important. It's a sign for us. God, we all often say this, God doesn't need our money. He wants our heart. And part of the heart thing is, I'm not just being here, I belong here. I belong as part of this spiritual family. And so I'm committed with all that I am, with my time, and with my talent, and with my treasure, and with my finances. I am committed to belonging here. And to walking together in community. That's why our ties, our offerings are so important to God. I'm committed to the things that you're about, God. And it's more important to know, as I said, that Jesus speaks to the individual and he speaks to the community and he speaks to the wider Big C church. And when he speaks, his rebuke or his direction or life or purpose to the one at the same time he's speaking to all of us. And I want to encourage you in your studies as you read the word of God. I want you to start to read the word of God if you're not already. Reading it through the eyes of, God, what do you want to say to me today? God, I believe you speak through your word. God, what do you want to say to me in this moment? But why not also say, and God, what do you want to say to we? What do you want to say to us as a church community today? What does it look like for us as a community to embrace this as well? What does that look like? The apostles' teachings point to the same thing. Paul in his letters to the New Testament, in the New Testament, are written to churches in Rome and in Ephesus and in Philippi and in Colos. And he speaks to the individual and he speaks to the wider church. God's speaking to us today, Humeridge. Together we. Let me pause and say, I think we do this kind of pretty well in some ways. One of the things that really, really attracted Kaz and I, the first time we ever came here and um, we, we came to check Toowoomba out and we came up to, to start the conversation with, uh, with some of the board members here and, um, and we walked through the doors of the church for the first time. And the community that we experienced... We were just nobodies, just walking through the doors. And, and and the love that we experienced and the community we experienced before church and after church, where many churches, people, the doors fling open and whoom, I'm out to now I can start my day. Time for attitude. This church is, no, 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 my day starts with Jesus. And then when we go out, we continue to have fellowship, community together. And I love the fact, one of the reasons we've opened up that um, the, the foyer even more is, and, and created that second foyer, that second sort of rollout area into the, where, the, where the cafe extends into the chapel is because we want to allow more opportunities for, for the wider coming together and the smaller conversations because it's a, it's a strength that we have. But I guess what I want to do is affirm it and say, can we continue along that line of together being, together we not just being, but belonging, belonging. The book of Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, often pastors and preachers will speak out of this when we talk about the church. Acts chapter 2 verse 42, right through, talks about the first church. Listen to this and I want you to see how many of the the together we's or the all's are in this passage. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miracles, many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers, not just the ones who felt like it at the time, not just the ones who weren't too busy not to, all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their properties and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together together. At the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Do you see that all the peoples? Do you see the together we's? So for some of us who maybe go through the motions of saying, well, yeah, you know, that's the church I go to. I wonder whether God might be saying today, no, I don't want it to be the church you go to. I want it to be your church. I want it to be... You heard me when I came up today, I started with good morning family. Because kind of, that's, that's, that's how I see you. Now, do families have disagreements? Of course we do. Will we have disagreements sometimes? Of course we will, because we're family. That's okay. But if we treat each other with honor and respect, if we seek unity... The Together we's will be something powerful in the life of this church. You see, when, when you and I call Humridge home, we choose to step and then, sorry, when you and I call Humridge home and then choose to step away from the Together We call that God has in our lives, we all miss out. If, if I call Humridge home and then go, oh, I'm just stepping back from, from family, I'm stepping back from church, I'm stepping back from the together we's, not only do I miss out. But every other person here misses out whether you know it whether we know one another or not because we're all a separate and necessary part Paul writes we're all a vital part and here's the kicker and there are people in the world who Jesus wants to be part of his church family because they're going to be a vital part too and some of the, church, some of the chairs in here that are empty they're there ready for people who don't yet know Jesus, who are going to become part of this church community and be part of the together we moving forward. And we're going to learn from them. They're going to learn from us. They're going to be another unique part of the body. Together we know, grow, show, and share the grace and truth of Jesus. For us to function in the way God is calling us to be in this new vision, I need you. You need me. Like it or not? We need each other. We need to be who God is calling us to be. Unity in family. Learning together. Growing together. Serving together. Sharing together. Reaching this world together for Jesus. I like to put it this way. If you're taking notes, there's power in the presence of people. There's power in your life when there is the presence of people. There's power in my life when I get around people and people get around me. That's why we're so passionate about our life groups. You see, that's an opportunity for us to gather together through the week to do life in a more intimate way. And if you're not part of a life group, then, then I really encourage you to think about it and consider we've got so many life groups that run daytime, nighttime, weekly, fortnightly. There's all sorts of opportunities. See Jen, go and see the info counter and say, I want to know more about life groups because we can do life better together. But there's a power in the presence of people In their time of need, there's power in the presence of people. In their time of mourning, there's power in the presence of people. In their time of celebration, in their time of doubt, in their time of faith, in the time of confusion, in the time of discovery, in the time of planning, in the time of waiting, there is power when we're not just being, we're belonging together in community. I had a chat during the week with um, Pastor Graham Jones, our pastor of pastoral care, and we were talking about the importance of of being with one another, doing this one another thing in tough times of life. And he said, you know, sometimes, Murray, I just sit and I listen, and, and that's all I do. But he said, it's my presence sometimes. It's the presence of Christians around brothers and sisters or others that are hurting that makes all the difference. Sometimes it's not what we say, it's just being belonging, connecting. Kaz and I have started this thing, and some of you would be aware of this, that this belonging aspect in terms of prayer. you know We've said to many of you, and, and I'll throw this out to, to, to all of you and encourage you maybe to do this with one another. Maybe this is a thing we could grab together as a, as a community. But what we do is if we're aware that somebody is going through a tough time, if you're going through a tough time, and you just, I just, I just need prayer, I don't need to know what that is. I don't need to sit down and, okay, let's meet for three hours and tell me all about all your problems. And No, no, I just need to... My God is greater. So we've got this thing. I think they're called emojis, Brookie. Yep, emoji. Okay. They're called an emoji. And for those of you who are my age and older, they're the little... Um, bring it up for me. That'll probably help me to describe. That's an emoji. Okay? Okay. And on, on Facebook and, and on, 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 on texting, you can go into emojis and they're praying hands. And all we, as and I say is, If you need, just send through an emoji of praying hands. And we've got some beautiful people in our world who've started to do that. And I get that bing, my phone bings, and I look at that. And then as long as I'm not deep in a conversation... But what I will do then is I will stop, I'll step back. God, I'm praying for, let's say, Brooke sent it through. God, I just want to uphold Brooke to you right now. You know what she's going through. You know what's going on right now in this moment. And God, in the name of Jesus... Will you uphold her? Will you bring peace? Will you fulfill that situation? If others, others um, send that through and I know a bit about the situation, I'll pray into that. You see, that's not just being, that's belonging. That's together we. So maybe there's ways for you to go, there's a, there's a way. I'm going to start doing that. Hey, emoji me anytime you need me to pray. Give me a butt, whatever that looks like for you. How are you being present with people? How are you being a necessary part of the humorage body of Christ for one another, the community, the serving, the loving, the sharing, the cheering on. Maybe the better question is, how, how can each of us be more present in the together wees?" The writer of Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 says this. I'm reading from the new international Version. He says, "And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some in the habits of doing. Not finding reasons to not meet. But putting the meeting together, that gathering together on a Sunday in a life group as the most important thing outside of the relationship with God. The disciplines, the disciplines of a Christian life. Not giving up meeting together as are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. So you're meeting together. The belonging is an encouragement. Encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. If the worship team want to come up. You see, a big part of us being in passionate pursuit of Jesus is you and I understanding the importance of you and I. And that's not saying, how good am I? It's you and I understanding the importance of We. And I want to come back and say there's three areas here. There's the me, there's the humorage we, and then there's the kingdom of God, bigger we. You see, we as humorage are part of a greater body, which is the Christian church, Big C Church. And so therefore, the together we means what are we doing to support? So things like praying and commissioning Brad into this new role, Part of us grieves because it's like, oh, I just so wish we had an opportunity. We here. But then God knows better. And so we commission him and the gifts and the abilities and the talents that he and Amanda have to go out into Gatton and do an incredible work. And do we go, oh, man, it's so sad. No, we celebrate because it's part of the bigger kingdom of God and what God wants to do. But then God wants to do a work in us here personally for the kingdom of God. I love you and I get excited with this together week because I want to, I want to not just be, I want to belong. And maybe you've been coming along to humage for a while, and this this message is prompting you to go. Well, you know, I've never, I've never really thought about actually saying I want to become a member and put my flag, my flag in the ground and say I want to become a member. And that's 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 uh, uh, that's I guess that's this. That's a step forward. I'm going to become a member of this church. It's not just the church I attend; it's my church. And if that's you, then we would love you to just maybe just send a message through or go to the info counter and say, I want to to know more about becoming a member of this church. Or maybe for you, the belonging is, you've just been checking church out. You've been checking God out. and go, I want to belong to the kingdom of God. I want to belong to a community of faith like the, the community you're talking about, Murray. And we're not perfect here at Hume Ridge. If you're looking for the perfect church then, um, then you won't find it here. But I promise you will find faithful believers who love God and love people and want to see the kingdom of God advanced. And part of the vision moving forward is we're going to do that together. Together, amen? Together. We're called to live together, just like Jesus did, just like the disciples did, just like the disciples were sent out. It was never on their own. It was together. Just like the worship team are coming up together. Just like the way we minister, we minister together. Just like Kaz and I in the role here as, as, as co-senior pastors, we do life better together. So we've decided that rather than saying, well, what does it look like you and me? We just we're called to lead together. The ministry team. We get together on a Tuesday and we spend time together. And, and we talk about life, and one of the questions we ask is, How have you experienced God this week? We don't go straight to the detail, we do life together. And last Tuesday, without going into detail, because then they won't say anything if I start sharing a little detail there. But what you know, we talked about has it been? It's been a really busy time these first six months of this year. And they've talked about the celebrations and the joy and the excitement, and they talked about the stretching moments, and we just got really real with one another. It was beautiful because we weren't just being, we were belonging. That's the church I love being a part of. That's the church the human is and will continue to be. Life's better together. And that's why we strongly encourage you to make Sunday a priority. Every Sunday. Every week either 9 o'clock or 5 o'clock just being here to experience the together we of worship of praying of hearing the word of God preached of connecting in community together. The Living Bible says this in verse 27 of our core text this morning. All of you together are the one body of Christ and each of you is a separate and necessary part of it. We're called to be in passionate pursuit of Jesus together. Let's stand. Loving God, I want to thank you for who you are in our world. I want to thank you for the love that you have for us and I want to thank you that you call us to do life together. We are created for community. We're not created to do life on our own. We're created for community. And I thank you, Lord, that we're embracing that here at Here Ridge. We want to be all you've created us to be. And we're on this journey of passionate pursuit of you. And one of the things we are going to pursue is doing life together with you in the centre, but people around. Help us to discover what it means to live as a separate and necessary part of the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, all of the saints said. Amen.